Welcome to Money in the Air, the music podcast about neighboring rights, the royalties you earn from the public performance of your recordings and the business of music in general. Brought to you by IFR, the International Association for Artists and Rights Holders. I'm Andrew, co-founder and chief royalty officer of Royalty. Hi, I'm Gina Deacon. I work for Absolute Rights Management and I work with record labels and artists to ensure we claim the royalty income due to them. I'm Stacey Haber and I'm from Inside Baseball Music Publishing. Hey, welcome back to Money in the Air, the Neighboring Rights podcast brought to you by IFR. Today, if it's okay with you, I want to answer a question from a listener. That sounds great. Cool. And the question is, if the instrumental recordings are being used in a live theater performance, so grand rights, if it were publishing, should neighboring rights be paid? Yes, my response is absolutely yes. So I want to back us up into the whole point of performance licenses, blanket, neighboring rights. The question that I think musicians should ask themselves, is this business using music, recorded music and or the publishing component, songwriting to generate more business by attracting customers and building a crowd from the music that's being used. And if the answer is yes, then most likely you're eligible for a performance license uh, to be in place, neighboring or, or performance sound recording to publishing. So let's we could start there as, as, as the main point. And then from there, I would suggest reach out to your local CMO Every yeah. single country has a CMO that is responsible for collecting on neighboring rights. And then just ask them directly, do you collect on live performances that utilize my recording in those live performances? Yeah, brilliant. I like that very much. I would break it down even further and tell me what you think. The theater itself will have a um, performance license on both sides, recording and publishing. And um, it would be included in that blanket license from the CMO. You just have to find out from that venue whether they have a black box and whether they need to leave it on during the performance of the show, not just the pre-recorded music when people are in the lobby, or whether they report the usage. Some do, some don't. And if they do, to include the titles of the recordings that are being used within the show. And not every country will pay. I'm sure that's right as well. But if you're in a country that does pay, or if you have a, you know, a worldwide mandate, you want it from any country that will pay. What do you think? I think that's also a great idea. The only risk there is that if the venue isn't paying because of a lack of education or whatever it is, that they might not actually know that specific answer. But Theoretically, if the venue is licensing both for neighboring rights and for performance licenses, and they are paying, they should be able to tell you how they're paying, what's their method of reporting this information to the CMO or PRO. Yeah, cool. And what about if they say they're not, then you license it directly to them as the owner of the recording that's being used in the show. And so you have a clause in your contract that allows them to use the recording saying the public performance royalty shall be X per show, per track. That bend to it. If nobody's giving you answers, go and make a fuss. Yeah, 
Yeah, or license it yourself. Yes, exactly. If nobody wants to collect on your money for you, go collect on your money. (laughs) Good. Well, we're in complete agreement. I love that. Yes, absolutely. I firmly believe that that if any music is being used, if the sound recording is being used to attract guests to that show, whether it's just the instrumental or if it's the full-on sound recording, it's a backing track, you should be compensated because, look, they're getting box office sales from the use of your music. And why should you participate? Yeah, absolutely. I agree. I I think we're onto something because the more that it is forced, whether it's privately within the agreement for usage or through the CMO applying pressure, we're getting somewhere. So we need everybody. We need everybody on the same page. Yeah, these things just don't happen out of thin air, everybody. I mean, it's really a matter of of people drawing attention to these issues as they come up and then getting support. And then it becomes some type of a a framework going forward. But it won't happen out of thin air unless people are actually taking notice. Yeah, good. Really good. Well, thank you very much. And thank you guys for listening. If you have a question, write us, info at ifr.co.uk. And we'll talk it through and answer it for you best we can. Take care.